Hello, everyone. Welcome to Pop Culture Period Peace Podcast. I'm Laura. I'm Julie. And today we're going to talk about a pop culture period piece, give it our super scientific rating. But before we do, Julie, what do you recommend? I thought about it this morning. Oh my I'm so excited. Um, I'm so okay. proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. So obviously we record this a little early, so the first few episodes will be out when this airs, but I just got Canadian in that moment. Um, <laughs> but Abbott Elementary season two is out now. Oh. Um, I fell into this last year because I just, it's all of the things in a Venn diagram that I love. I love those sort of like take to the camera shows. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up in Philadelphia area and it's a show about teachers. So it's just all these things that I'm like, yes, yes, <laughs> this is for me. Um, and so I'm so thrilled to see how much Emmy recognition it got because it's just it's so damn funny and perfect Mm -hmm. like I got Mike to start watching season one Mm -hmm. and I had forgotten like there's a whole thing about like ABC action news in the first episode and I'm like yep remember watching that when I was a kid (laughs) so that is my recommendation um it's on Hulu but they pulled season one from Hulu and put season one on HBO Max but season two is airing on um, Hulu. Hulu. I, I don't know why that's that way, but that's how it is. You and I are having the biggest kerfuffle of things that like used to be streaming on something, and then yes. they get pulled away, and we're like, and we try to like think about things months in advance, but you can't because they change their mind. Um, it's about living in the moment. Um, I have like two other people that recommended Abbott Elementary to me this week. really yeah they have good taste you have good friend taste I I mean I do I I do (laughs) um and then I will recommend the complete opposite uh Dahmer (laughs) (laughs) um it is it is um it is amazing I mean Evan Peters is a is a phenomenal actor I um it's it's hard because I feel like we do glorify the serial killer a lot more than we like lift up the victim like mm-hmm. storyline wise and what I think the writers did really well in this is that like a lot of so far I'm only on episode two but a lot of the victims have like full pretty developed storylines and you get to oh. know them a little bit and you get to like so I feel like that's, I don't know, just interesting. It's interesting because it's also a Ryan Murphy piece with Evan Peters. Oh, well. So you kind of go in going like, okay, I feel like I know what's going to happen or how it's going to be done, but it doesn't feel like anything else they've done together. I think, I'm sure other people are like, you're no, it feels exactly the same. <laughs> you're no. You you are a no. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, uh, it's, I only watch one episode at a time and give myself like a day break in between because it's not binge worthy. So I'll probably cleanse myself with Abbott Elementary. Um, <laughs> cause it, I hear please do. Yeah. Please cleanse yourself, Laura. I mean, thank really. you. I mean, it's been a, it's been a rough week. <laughs> so <laughs> so yeah. today, um, oh, oh, what? Oh, I was going to say something about Dahmer. Oh yeah, do it. Okay, so this probably is going to start sounding like some kind of brag, but I wasn't involved at all. Um, But I I do know someone that was in the show. 
And I'm sharing this because there's someone that has a lot of success and, and very typically gets cast as sort of like the server at the restaurant in like mm-hmm. a quirky comedy. Mm-hmm. And they were cast as the relative of one of the victims. And so mm-hmm. they go and give that victim statement. And he posted like a side by side of the historical video of the statement and his his portrayal. And it is just spot on. Like, I'm so impressed by the work that he did. But also from like a casting perspective, I was like, oh, okay. So now that I know that it's Ryan Murphy, I'm like, okay, I'm a little bit intrigued by this, Mm -hmm. this choice. Yeah. I mean, I really, I actually really did like, um, was it American Crime or, but the the impeachment one with uh, mm-hmm. bd is that ryan murphy too it is i don't think i get out much no you just don't get into ryan murphy universe much and that's okay mm-hmm. some that's people the ryan murphy cinematic universe <laughs> that's like glee nip tuck and american horror story i you know i i had watched american horror story i think when it was just like sort of like the same actors every time like yeah. when it first started he would like rotate people out yeah and then it was just sort of like oh okay the same. yeah yeah that was it was that way for like five or six seasons honestly and then those people like sarah paulson was like i need a break please because <laughs> yeah all right so today we are talking about is this i don't know if it's actually your pick or mine because we're just kerfuffling everywhere and we're like oh this to is throw. definitely your pick okay cool <laughs> <laughs> um so we're doing like a paranormal october and trying to um i made julie watch lots of spooky spooky movies last year um so trying to do like i don't know just like fun paranormal stuff not the like you know, scary, scary stuff. So we're talking about Reefer Madness, the movie musical that was premiered in uh, 2005 on Showtime, which I think is funny in itself. And so Reefer Madness um, is a musical satire of the 1936 propaganda film of the same name. And it um, was bought by Showtime. (laughs) And it uh, is about a young man and a young girl, they're teenagers in love in a very small town. And then they get seduced by the reefer and um, exactly what happens when you have uh, marijuana is what happens to them. I'm kidding. Um, It's what they try, the propaganda that they try to um, tell people would happen uh, with marijuana happen to them. So it's very extreme. Um, And yeah, let's talk about it. Yeah. Um, I think it's good to note that this show is based on an off-Broadway show mm-hmm. that premiered with maybe like the worst timing for a premiere ever. Mm-hmm. Um, they went into previews the week after 9-11. Yeah. And I think, I don't think they lasted more than a month. I think they like closed in October and Kristen Bell was in the off-Broadway class cast as well as uh the the boy yeah 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 i saw when we were watching and i saw a video of like it was like kristen bell and reefer madness and i was like sure it's the movie and it's definitely and then i went down a wormhole about how it started in la and then went to off broadway Mm. i didn't know the 9-11 part 
Yeah, well, I because I was curious because I knew mm. I knew Chris and Bell had done it, and it was one of those shows that um, I took a class in college that was like just off Broadway theater. Oh man. Yeah, and it's still to this day one of like the coolest classes I ever took. Shout out to Gary Green. Gary Green. Um, but G-G. that that was one of the shows that mm-hmm. that and Ruthless stuck out at me the most. Mm-hmm. Um. So, I, yeah, I, this might be like really specific, a really specific reference, but the whole movie made me think. Gosh, I would have like. I would love to see this show on stage in like a fringe environment. Yes. Because it just has that sort of like, um, it must be just amazing as a group experience, if that makes sense. Yeah, we did it. We didn't do it in my college, but the community theater near my college did it while I was in college. And all of my roommates, I had a, summer stock contract so I couldn't audition for it because it was like three weekends but all of my roommates and like everyone else I knew did it and I went and saw it live with them and I was like man they must be like the cast parties afterwards and just like all being in these um (laughs) marijuana bikinis just grinding on each other just looks like so much fun (laughs) yeah I the 9-11 thing now that you said that is very interesting because it's like a silly, silly fun show. And mm-hmm. it's a silly, silly fun show that also is very against American propaganda. Yeah. And like heavily pointed towards that. And um then we got like after 9-11, we were like not hearing a bad word about America. Like, that's when we got the Toby Keith, like, well, put a boot in your ass. Well, it's the American. Not only that, but there was also this sort of, like, when are we allowed to laugh? Like, when is yeah. it okay to laugh? And, I rem- like, I remember when The Daily Show came back and Jon Stewart had that monologue. Yeah. And, and so, like, just so much about this show obviously not through their own actions yeah just set them up for it just not to be the right time yeah and it's interesting that they come back in like 2005 that's when the showtime released it as a as a movie because i 2005 we just were we were more cynical by then like Mm -hmm. we had our um like second bush election um and that's when you started to get like it's always sunny in Philadelphia premiered in like 2004 2005 and we started I don't know kind of this new era of comedy and we I feel like by that point we could laugh again and yeah and not only that um Veronica Mars had come out in 2004 so this was like the start of Kristen Bell just exploding who she is in the public eye so Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's probably a little bit of element of like this got greenlit because they could say this girl is like the the sh- you know starring in this show. Yeah, she has the cool one of the coolest careers. Oh, like yes, Disney Princess, Gossip Girl, this me like I love watching certain moments where she's like grinding up on Satan and she is also Princess Anna, mm-hmm. and that that was her career. And to this day, Veronica Mars is one of my favorite series. Um, I don't want to say it jumped the shark, but 
they did it dirty at the end mm -hmm. <laughs> um, because the network just didn't it didn't let them do what they had planned on doing. Mm -hmm. um, the showrunner was Rob Thomas, who also did iZombie. Oh, well, iZombie is Veronica Mars, but she's a zombie. Like, that's... And honestly, and Veronica I love it. Mars sort of reminds me of this film in that it came out at a time when shows like The O.C. were ruling the air, mm. and it wasn't that show. Yeah. But it got pigeonholed into that environment, into that sort of genre. So the people that were watching shows like that were not interested in it. And the people that should have been watching shows like that mm -hmm. were um, not watching it. For, like I, yeah. I feel like I have so many thoughts about this movie and I want to see the, the musical so bad, like the actual musical. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like their intention was like, this will be the next cult classic like um, Rocky Horror. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know that that worked out because I think it's a, it's a different it's a different show than that. What, what do you mean by that? Um, because, you know, Rocky Horror is not a social commentary. No, like not. Yeah, it's a fun romp. And it's one of those like, yay, we can watch together, do call and response. Yeah. But like, there's so much about this because it's like the propaganda within it and like the commentary like mm -hmm. it's so awful what uh sally is her name sally yeah yeah what sally does with her baby yeah but that's literally what the propaganda was telling people would happen yeah yeah it's interesting that was so i watched this with a friend like a friend who i'm introducing to musicals and like i'm trying to get like not the extremes, but the extremes. Like you do Rocky Horror, you do Phantom mm -hmm. of the Opera, you do uh, Rock of Ages, you do Reefer Madness, you do like producers, you do like trying to go like, here are all the different types of musicals and there's a lot of different types. And this one was hard because if you've seen the original movie, like it's it's funny and very, very like sad, like it's for for me like it's a <laughs> the music is very happy and there are, there are moments that are very funny because of like how comedy works and the comedic timing of things but the overall like here's what a lot of people believed forever yes and for a very long time and like what my grandparents and parents kind of believe yeah and like it's not funny that yeah Anna Gasteyer has clearly been punched in the face by Steven Weber's character. I don't remember their character names, but like that is genuinely what they were saying is like, yeah. if you smoke the pot, you <laughs> will abuse your wife or yeah. your partner or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just think a lot of elements mm -hmm. didn't translate to film. Yeah. Like, um, Alan Cumming, like, uh, <laughs> running a musical like yeah. takes to the audience like I, I when I was in high school like that was my first Broadway show it was seeing him in cabaret and wow he's incredible. that's a yeah that's a that's a show right yeah but, like that the MC in cabaret is very similar to sort of like what he's doing in this show not not mm -hmm. the same character but that sort of like uh story structure 
Yeah. But the takes to the camera don't work like they would in a live audience where, you know, his pauses and his choices, like he's feeding off of the audience in that, that moment. Mm-hmm. But in this movie, you know, the camera's not giving him that back. Yeah. Well, even his reveals don't don't make much sense. Like the when it was like, oh, it's the narrator again. Oh, it's the narrator again. And when I saw it, and this was over a decade ago, uh, but what? But when I saw it on stage, a lot of that stuff read better, you know. And yeah especially the narrator yeah and there i i love fringe so much and i think it's because there are things that need like a a small space small audience Mm -hmm. and a small amount of like not budget but like a small amount of um design for them to work and once you give them more things Mm -hmm. it doesn't work once you give them more access to more funds more money more audience it doesn't work like i um (laughs) my show but my show like (laughs) uh, where i'm rewriting it and i have a budget and i could put in more actors and i could put in more set and like i try to rewrite it and it doesn't work like it just doesn't work and i could do it but then it's a different show and it's not what it's meant to be. So like, I, I totally see where you're coming from. I do, I do like the fact that like, I do like that this movie is one of those movies that introduces people to musical theater that would not normally mm-hmm. watch musicals. Yes. That, that is something. And like the tunes are catchy. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's also where 2005 was when It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia came out, you know, um, that, and I know that this was written before them, but shock comedy worked a lot more. And we're just yeah. so far away from that formula that mm. there were like, it was like funny, funny, funny. And then there'd be a joke where I'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> we didn't have, you know, we didn't have to go there. Um, so, yeah. Um, the most important question, um, and you can take their like whatever from this: Mary Bankill, oh. Jack, Sally, or the narrator, and all three of them are horrible humans. So I'm just like throwing that out there. I didn't pick anybody good. Yeah, I know. What the hell, dude? Yeah. Um, Conversation. Okay, I think probably Bang the narrator. Mm-hmm. Um, I think probably kill Sally. I'm so sorry, Sally. I love Kristen Bell, but like that eternal optimism. Oh no, Sally's the one that sells her baby. Oh shoot. And I even got that character name right. Okay. You did. Still definitely kill Sally. Yeah. Um, and then Jack is the main guy, right? Uh, No, Steven Weber. Oh, geez. Oh, I don't want to marry him. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> I knew this about your brain. <laughs> well, because I just assumed you would go with main characters. Um, yeah. Okay. Kill. Shoot. Okay. 
killed him. Who's him? Stephen Weber? Yes. Okay. Bang Sally. Mm-hmm. Marry the narrator. Uh, ding, ding, ding. That is correct. Not necessarily correct, <laughs> but that's what I was like. But it took me a lot. I, I had the same thing where I was like, well, you can't marry him because you can't and you don't want to be like connected to her and like the narrator would suck but maybe he'd be too busy spreading propaganda to really like bother you if you married him um yeah so what was like how was I, I'm just very curious like how was pot discussed in your house oh my I mean my parents are Irish Catholic and philadelphia area you don't talk about anything you just talk around all the things like i remember (laughs) (laughs) i remember in high school uh two distinct things one i went to go hang out with friends Mm -hmm. did not have a boyfriend at the time Mm -hmm. and my mom's sex talk was don't get pregnant um (laughs) i real short (laughs) yes um, she also questioned me about my sexuality. Uh-huh. Um, again, I was a late bloomer. Just nobody had a crush on me in high school. No one. And I was also short. I was 5'4". We didn't shop at the mall at the stores that will hem pants for you. Mm-hmm. So all of my pants always dragged on the ground. Like one time my mom like just like took a pair of pants and like hemmed them for me, but she just rolled them up. Oh mom, so it was like no. this, this like two inch wide hem that had like inches and inches of fabric rolled in them. So they would like swing when I, it was awful. Also, I didn't uh. ask for it. Anyway, she questioned my sexuality and mm-hmm. her reasoning was because my pants touched the ground. That the pants that she bought you. Yes. Well, Mom. actually, at that point, I probably bought my own pants. I, oh, okay. like, as soon as I was able to, I had jobs. Like, I was working when I was 15, so. Yeah. That does but not I, surprise me in the slightest. Right. I still was shopping at stores that didn't hem my pants for me. Like, well, someone told me, they were like, do you know at Nordstrom Rack, they'll alter clothes twice for you? Okay, like, but no, also. I wouldn't know. Also, what, like, no, I shop at the Deb and Fashion Bug. Claire, like, <laughs> <laughs> do you remember Rave in high school? Maybe I see like a glimmer of it in the back of my head. It was like all all polyester. It was like oh, okay. when like the stovepipe pant legs were popular. Oh and yeah, it was like polyester shirts that was like literally just like t-shirt cut style. Yeah, like polyester in like some wild print. In retrospect, it was like, you know, if you were to put a store in the mall that was trying to emulate a rave, yeah, that would be this store. I and I went and I got um all new, well, no, that's recommendations. I will talk or looking forward to. So I'll talk about that in a second. Um, but it actually weirdly connects with this. Um, so Julie, anything else you'd like to talk about about Reefer Madness? Okay, one out of ten brownies. What would you give the dance? What would you give this movie? And I just want to be clear: this is my rating for the movie. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna give it like a four. It just, <gasps> it didn't translate for me. Yeah, I guess I wanted it to. I love yeah. Kristen Bell, but it just 
It didn't translate for me. I thought I would love it. Yeah, I I guessed because I give it a four as well. <gasps> yeah. Oh my gosh. Where I'm like I I in, I enjoyed it. I mean, I need to see what my bed knobs and broomsticks uh, rating was because I feel like I enjoyed it more than that. I think I gave bed anyway. Um, <laughs> but the music's great, and I do love watching it on stage. But do you know what it's the opposite of? I feel like is that I actually don't like most of the time seeing Rocky Horror on stage. Mm, I like seeing a, as a movie yeah and I love a good shadow cast you know where there's like a cast in mm-hmm. front but seeing it on stage with actors like it's fine but it's not it's not that you know I, I feel like if I saw this on stage it would be 10 out of 10 for me oh yeah especially if it was like at fringe in like the orange venue 10 out of 10 so Julie what do you have to look forward to? Um, this is like a little thing that I'm doing that sort of like I fell into, but uh, I'm doing like a little character thing today, like a little character event for something. Um, but I get to I get to play with the Sanderson sisters. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So I saw your movie. Oh, yeah. I saw your sorry. I saw your wig on Instagram and I was like, holy shit. <laughs> Yeah, well, and they asked me, and I was like, do I have to sing? <laughs> and they were like, no, 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 because Mary, you know, Mary sings backup. Yeah. Uh, but I was like, I, uh, do I have to sing? Um, but, you know, it's like backup at like a movie theater or something. So it's it's not a huge thing to cause me anxiety. I mean, it's still causing me anxiety because I had I said the word sing, and now I'm like, <sighs> um, but it'll be more fun than anything else and that will outweigh the singing what do you have to look forward to um i um bought so i have gained some weight during the covid and other factors and so i have a new body and for the very long time i was like well i'm just gonna lose weight and fit back into my old clothes and so i was wearing clothes that did not fit were very uncomfortable and so yesterday i like bit the bullet and bought like all new clothes. I went to Torrid for the first time as an adult and like, and mind you, this also comes from a place of like, I, I just got a new job. So like I can go out and like Mm -hmm. buy new clothes and whatever, but just wearing clothes that like fit my new form where I feel sexy and professional and where I'm not I don't know. I just was getting sad every day because I would put on these clothes that didn't fit. Mm-hmm. And I would just like be reminded of like, oh, well, you, like goals. I wasn't like all of that bullshit that we're fed as humans in this like yeah. silly society about like what our bodies say about us as humans. And um, yeah. And just to be able to like feel good in the skin I have now um, in these clothes and they're super cute. And I love that. Like have you been in a torrid recently? No, I don't go to malls. I hate them. Okay. Um, I, I found one clothes from torrid online oh, okay. from like thread up and stuff. Okay. Cause like I went when I was really like in high school and it was, it's still owned by hot topic and there's still some things, but it used to be very, um, like nightmare before Christmas t-shirts. And, and like, that was kind of all they had, but their workwear is phenomenal. <laughs> so mm. yeah. Anyway, um, Speaking of workwear, 
uh, I don't know how I'm going to segue this. Get to work by liking, reviewing, and subscribing. <laughs> um, thank okay. you for, yeah. Yeah. You're doing something there. I, something happened. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening. Buy our merch. Uh, go to tridentnetwork.com. Follow all the cool podcasts there. And thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. pop culture period peace podcast is a part of the trident network to learn more about our videos live shows and other podcasts please visit the tridentnetwork.com